Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a Direct Message Network and Podcast One production. We are direct link to your favorite stars. Welcome to Adulting Like a Mother Father. We're your hosts, Daniela Monet and Andrew Gardner. Let's get into it. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Hello, hello. It's me, Daniela. And Andrew. And today's episode's going to be really fun. And um, I think it'll be interesting for you guys because a lot of you have asked um, after our 30 and 30 episode. <laughs> Gio's in my lap, by the way, you guys. It's so funny. Are you sleeping? Um, you guys were asking a little bit more about um, how we felt about marriage. So I think with Thanksgiving and family all around, this week is a great opportunity to talk about our personal family, which means the three of us, and how we came to this point eight years later. So you want to dive into our relationship and how we met? I do. Yeah? I do. Yeah, so last time um, we finished off with... You asking me if I wanted to get married, and I said yeah. something about it being a, a loaded topic. No, I asked, do you want to marry me? That's right. Those are the exact words. So it's a loaded topic. I think the, the simple answer is yes, and, and that's what I said last time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you asked me. <laughs> I asked, yes, You I asked me to I marry did. you Almost two, two years, years ago, ago this <laughs> Christmas. Exactly. Um, but for us, I think it's it's... It's not as black and white as it is for some people, and that's why we are where we are. Um, and I can share my perspective, and I, I think yours would be similar, but you know, tell me if I'm wrong, obviously. Mm-hmm. We, I think we just come from backgrounds where we watch both of our parents get divorced after 20-year marriages, um, and I don't think we've ever seen examples, maybe one or two here and there, of a married couple where we were like, yes, that's exactly what we want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've kind of just been doing our own thing at this point and doing, like, I guess what's comfortable at that time for us. Mm-hmm. So I got to the point where, I mean, I, I legitimately felt like I wanted to take the next step with you and I, and I still feel that way, but again, it's complicated, which is why I asked you to marry me two years ago. Yeah. All right. And that was an amazing, amazing day. Amazing time afterwards. Got a little dicey like a week later and we can dig into that if you yeah. want. Yeah, I do want to um, dig into where that. Where I think I got, sure. I, I got scared. Yeah, um, it was, okay, I'll just dig into it right now because uh, what happened was, is I was actually surprised. So you asked me to marry you. I said yes. Everything was just honky-dory for a while. We are so thrilled high on life. What's a while though? For whatever, a few days. <laughs> but it was like, those few days were epic. Everything, like family and people just feeling so happy for us. It just yeah. felt like it was just a really exciting time. And um, I rode that wave and I got way more into it than I, I even imagined I would. And I started looking into having an engagement party. And I was super excited to do that. And you, when I would come to you, <laughs> 
We got a kid drinking milk right here. Um, I'm choking on milk. You're okay, bud. When I came to you about the engagement party, um, I no, but it wasn't that at first. It was it was right into wedding plans with with uh, Aunt Leah. Oh, really? I think so. That's why I got scared. I mean, it was like, in my mind, look, you may not understand this. Nobody may understand this. Maybe some guys out there will. Maybe some girls. It took me six years to get to the point that I got to. And then literally in like a day or two days, it was like, go 110 miles an hour towards this marriage thing. And I was like, whoa. I got kicked a little bit. I wasn't, like, I, I guess I just wasn't ready for it. So, so you weren't ready to marry me. You, no, I you was. Asked, but you weren't ready for the actual marriage. That's a good question. It, I mean, it sounds that way. I don't know if I've ever worked that out in my own head. Yeah, because what happened was is I took it literally. <laughs> you did. And even though it wasn't like something that I thought I wanted, you know, I think we obviously have spoke about this a bunch about how being married wasn't like something that was top of mind or top of list for me. But yeah. when you asked me, I got sucked into the idea of it and it sounded like the best thing ever suddenly. And my family got excited. Everyone got into it. And then you kind of fell out of that scenario. I don't think I fell out. I, I think it was just a lot for me to take in at one time. It was like, it took me, I already said it, but it took me six years to get to that point where I was ready to ask you mm -hmm. and I felt great about it and that day was one of the most amazing days that I can remember I remember doing it which was an unbelievable experience and then immediately calling family FaceTiming parents whatnot, yeah. and it was incredible I, I loved every second of it and then it just went warp speed yeah. right away it was too fast for you I think yeah Maybe of it, or maybe some of it was like the you know the money piece, the cost of, of getting married, an engagement party, and all that. Um, you know, because I've always been in a different spot than you that way. Uh, and, and you know, hate to say, it, but we don't have that much help from family mm -hmm. in that regard, right? No, so I think a lot of people kind can of relate us. to that. Yeah. Like we were going to do it on our own. And, yeah. Um, I think it just became a little much for you. Yeah, and it you just, got overwhelmed. Yeah, it was overwhelming. And I was furious with that because I just you felt were. duped. You I were. felt like. Did you really feel duped? I did. I did. Oh, yeah. Wow. I remember like feeling high on life and, and so surprised by how I felt because, like I said, it wasn't something I thought that I would mm -hmm. want to dive into right away. But as soon as the question was asked, it felt so real and it felt so right. And but I was did ready it? To I mean, this is, this is a whole other piece, too. Yeah. That we can get into. What? The. The filming bit. What do you mean? The oh, filming the proposal? Yeah. What did you think about that? It, that I, I've always felt mixed about it. And we've talked about it. Like, there's there's certain things in this life that you want to feel like are 101% real. Mm -hmm. You know? 100% authentic. You're present in the moment. And unfortunately, it's just part of culture today, right? And it's a big part of your life, which, mm -hmm. which I, I always try to understand better. But... The filming was great because it was a cool video for people to watch afterwards. But for me as the person like that was in that real moment, mm -hmm. I felt like a little bit of it was taken away for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's – okay. So why didn't you say something in the moment? Because you you knew I was filming. You could have said like, hey, for a second, put the put the camera down or, or I'm just confused because I didn't know you were going to propose. So I was filming Christmas. What happened was is I was filming – Christmas as if it were like a vlog, mm. basically. And so I had gone into that next year. I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to vlog. I'm going to, I'm going to take YouTube seriously. Like I love making these memories. And so I started with Christmas, which was so ironic 
because I had no idea that you were going to propose. Are you laughing at his face? At you, yeah. I had no idea that you were going to propose, which in my my mind was like the biggest happy accident you could only like. I had no idea, right? Okay. That I was gonna like I was gonna film my own proposal, and it was a complete accident. That part was so cool, and I can't believe that you feel like a piece of it was taken away from you. Yeah, and I mean that's something I've I've expressed to you before. I know, but I just I guess I don't really fully understand it because now we have this amazing memory, and it felt organic because I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's just a difference of opinion. It's just a different way of doing things. You know, like I said, it's a big part of your life. Wasn't that big that big of a part of my life? Um, what the YouTube thing? Just the, the the you know the culture of recording everything. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm I guess warm enough to it, but I just feel like it, it takes away from the authenticity of of some moments. And for me, like that left a little bit of that taste in my mouth from that. Mm. Again, going back. It was an amazing experience. Like it was an, an amazing moment in time, mm-hmm. and I, I still love thinking about it. That that one little bit is like you know can be challenging for me. Um, but yeah, oh all right, we can leave that in that. Okay, whatever. I I think it was the most special moment, and nothing was taken away from me. If anything, there was so much more to gain because now I can relive it, and it it just I don't know yeah. anyways that's, but my, I think that's that, my take that goes we're back different. to yeah difference of opinion yeah we're different so as long as you hear me then I'm, I'm happy with that so, if you so, can try to understand no I understand but what followed was me getting excited to actually like to go down that path of planning yeah. an engagement party yeah. potentially thinking about a wedding and then yeah. it all just felt like too much and so we just went back to the way we did things before, where yeah. now I get to wear this pretty ring, and we don't have to worry about all the, the pieces of yeah. the puzzle. But again, like going back to the very beginning, it's just complicated, right? Because we've had, I mean, everyone's journey is unique, and ours is unique in our way. And we've had many moments, like during our relationship, mm-hmm. where it's felt like that's exactly what this is leading to, like a forever thing. And then we've had... You know, just like everybody, a ton of moments where we're like, whoa, I don't, I don't know if we can do this. Yeah. Well, I try to stay away from using the word forever. Yeah, it's a scary one. It's it can a, be. It's a heavy one. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just feel like, you know, I've watched so many people feel like they go into their relationships with this um, forever, I guess, ultimatum. And something happens that is unexplainable where it's just like they change. They change. They grow apart. Things happen. And what felt like it was so real and so meant to be Mm -hmm. could very well feel different 15, 20, 30, 40 years later. And it's no fault to themselves. And that's the piece that, like, I like to to remember is that if at any point, you know, although we love each other and we love our family and we love our lives together, you know, you just never know. Yeah, that's just the reality of things. I mean, yeah. Look at everybody's parents around us. Yeah. You know, I'm, I could probably think of not even a whole handful of, of friends who still have their parents together. Unfortunately, that, like, that's just the way that's worked out. Yeah. I think it's, it's difficult to be with one person and to make the me- mental commitment, right, mm-hmm. to be with one person for your entire life. It yeah. almost seems crazy. It's not impossible. It's just it's just difficult. That's and, why I and almost harder think, for some people more than others. Yeah. 
But that's that's part of the reason I think the way that we're doing it, it's almost easier for me, at least mentally, is because we're not necessarily putting a, like a, label. a firm label on it. Mm-hmm. We're just doing it, right? And as long as it feels right and as long as you're willing to make the effort. Mm-hmm. And there's something a little spicy about it. Yeah. We're kind of going against the grain and that feels good. <laughs> yeah. It's like I get to wear this nice sparkly ring. Thank well, you, I know by you the like, way. Yeah, you like that part. <laughs> I didn't realize I would so much, but I love it. Um, but yeah. And then there, there's also still that little piece of like mystery and... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, the excitement of the unknown still. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about um, when we first started dating. And um, so Andrew and I were introduced to each other through a friend. I thought we were going to tell the Craigslist story. I think that is the lamest, most tired So we met story. just like most couples do um, through a Craigslist post. The, it, it's so if you so just tired. list your dresser it's for so sale. Tired. Okay. It's so tired. It's so tired. It's a done. It's not a joke. It's gone. It left the building. Um, the reality of the story, the truth is um, it was Memorial Day. Gosh, how many years ago? Nine years ago? That would make sense. Nine years ago. Eight years ago. No? Yeah. Yeah, we just celebrated eight years. Yeah, but we started talking on Memorial Day, so it would have been nine years ago. Eight and a half. Okay. Um, So here you go, bud. There you go. This is how you mom, by the way. If only anyone could watch. We have to take videos so that we could share when this episode goes live. got one of you. So people can feel like they're with us for real. So we met through a mutual friend. It was Memorial Day. I got a, a call from a friend who was having the time of her life, maybe a little drunk, and she's like, I'm pretty sure I just met your future husband. And I just laughed it off and thought, okay, you know, we could say her name, Shiva. It's Shiva. One day Shiva will be on the show. She's an amazing mom and wife. Um, And she set us up. And so that day uh, she asked me if Andrew could add me on Facebook. (laughs) Okay, because that was our means of communication back then. We didn't really have Instagram. I didn't have Instagram. No, it was before the days of like... um, all the other stuff What's that, all that the people had literally dating like, apps. Yeah, I forget the name. Yeah, of I know, right? Because we're so out of the loop. <laughs> but yeah, so Andrew messaged me on Facebook. It was something really coy and caught my attention. Boom! And for three months, you guys, we just talked. We just messaged I think, I think, back and yeah, forth. Yeah, I think we exchanged phone numbers at one point, like maybe a month in or a yeah, month and a half like in. Once we it got was like the Facebook real feel for a whole for each month. Other. Yeah, we got um, each other's numbers. And hello, little man. And he, here you are. <laughs> he re- he's already like a, a little actor himself. He's like, no. "There's the mic. Let me be on this show." Mm-hmm. You are. You the way are. he's given the side eye to the mic right now. Is I nuts. know. Um, so basically, we started chatting, and it took us about three months to actually meet in person. Mm-hmm. There was a couple attempts, and I chickened out. And then eventually, we met. It was a blind yeah, but, yeah. date. Why'd you chicken out though? Because. Well, the truth is, if I'm being transparent here, as you should, my my girlfriend, when I told her I was going to actually meet you, yeah, she, she goes, like, whoa, 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 yeah, she was like, wait, 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 wait. It was like she had like <laughs> amnesia. She, she didn't remember just setting up a digital relationship. Up. Yeah, she was like, uh, are you talking about the one that was like really big and buff and had all the tattoos and we met in Havasu? And I was just like, what? Now I'm not sure about this. Am I going to die if I show up? So I made up some excuse. I actually was working at the time. And I was like, listen, there's too much traffic. Story of my life. And that was that. And so basically we didn't meet that time. And then eventually something you said made me laugh and I said let oh, me yeah, give him yeah, a yeah. chance yeah I could tell that part okay so actually I want oh old man back problems that one hurt um 
I went on a trip to finish school at the time, and it was a trip to Australia. So I, I finished like through a summer program there, and then I stayed an extra three weeks or so to travel or whatever, just you know, experience of a lifetime. But while I was there, I was still hyper focused on you, like in the idea of, of why. This. Because I, I please flatter me. I will. I enjoyed our conversation. Our, our conversation through because I'm uh, funny. I hate saying this, but through text I'm and all witty, that. I'm I'm smart. Yeah, you are those things, but then we got to turn it off sometimes too. It's okay. Pays the um, bills, honey. I know. <laughs> um, no. So I was there and traveling all around, or whatever. But we set up a a video chat, mm-hmm. and I was literally uh, for people not 21. Just just blank this piece out. I was drinking every day, right? Time of my life kind of thing. But I set up this video chat, which was like 10 a.m. Sydney time. And I don't even remember what time it was here. Like 17-hour difference or whatever. And I got up. I don't think I had seen 10 a.m. in like, I don't know, 15, 20 days. And I got up to make this thing work. <laughs> and you flaked on me. Yeah. You were a no-show. I was a no-show. <laughs> I was on the on my side, just ring, 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 nothing. Oh, my gosh. Nothing. So then my heart hurt a little bit. And I think uh, we eventually spoke after that. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I forgot or whatever, whatever the excuse was. I know I was at an audition to be. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, but I did forget. I mean, I forgot. Yeah, you forgot. You forgot. I wasn't important. <laughs> um, so then fast forward and... I come back from the trip. I, I fly into L.A. That's like literally my first day living in L.A. And we're still going back and forth through text for probably a couple of weeks before we actually like line up a time to meet. And I think in the first week or so, we tried to meet and you, you flaked on me again, maybe. I don't remember that yeah, part exactly. That was, yep. And then we set up a, a second one. And I was literally, it was like, we we're going to meet at like 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. At 10 o'clock, just for one drink, just to, to meet each other, say hi, whatever. And... I hit you up, whatever, to, to make sure that this is really happening so I'm not wasting my time again. And you almost flaked on me again. Can I tell that part of the story, though? Because no, I can tell it. You know it? Inside so, and out? So, so. Why I flaked? Oh, it was the whole brother. Okay, thing. go ahead. So he's going to be in here one day for a conversation because this is an interesting guy. But Daniela has a, a younger brother that she's sort of looked after as a mom for some time. And, you know, he's... He, he's an awesome dude, great heart, but but troubled in his own way, and he's he's struggled over the years. And she, he was living with her mm-hmm. at the time, and she was playing mom, and he had a bad night where he didn't do what he was supposed to do, and you had tried to make rules for him, and he basically broke the rules. And so at that point, you had to be firm and, and tell him it was time to go. It was the hardest. Right? It was it's one of the hardest Really hard days. for it's, somebody like you. There's been many hard days, but that was a really hard day. Yeah. So unfortunately, that was the night that we were supposed to get together. And, and it was weird, too, because you're newly talking, not newly, but we had been talking for three months. I hadn't met you in person. I felt like if I was being honest, like you would be like, well, what is this like troubled boy that you're raising? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. But I did say something like, listen, it's been a really hard day. It's a long story. But my brother has been living with me. And I think I have to, like, tell him it might be time to go. <laughs> and um, I know. Jeez. There's such a there's like a soundtrack in the background, just a gremlin. But um, but you didn't you didn't let it end there. You basically said no. I threw the hail mary. Yeah. Which I thought was like super clever at the time. I said something like because this is a tricky situation because you can't press too hard because then you come off it kinda, was sensitive. You come I was off kind of creepy. Yep. Like you're trying too hard or whatever. I just said, listen, come out for one drink. I'll make you laugh, and then we'll go our separate ways or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what got you. 
Yeah. I was like, you know what? I need a moment to myself. This is, yeah. And we met, and I remember pulling up to valet. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I'd ever Here seen I was, you in this person. tall drink of water. Oh, my gosh. You were so handsome. You were like, literally, you were so tan because you had just gotten back from Australia. Mm-hmm. You were wearing this um, blue shirt. It's, it's purple. Okay. To this day, it is still blue. Purple. Sure. And these, like, cute, like, tight jeans, and you had these vans on. I'll never forget. I knew your exact outfit. Mm-hmm. You had tight little buzz cut, and you had muscles and mm-hmm. all the things. Back then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You were a very muscular man. What happened? Uh, you became a dad. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, our, our date went well. Um, no kiss, no nothing. You were such a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the beginning of God. I think because anybody can relate to this. When you meet somebody and you feel like this could be special, I think the right thing to do is you just don't you don't press it all. Like You just let it be, make a human connection, talk, establish that bit, and then the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to. I didn't even want to try to jump ahead because I wanted to see where this thing went. Which was probably a very different approach than you've taken in the past, I'd imagine. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I just was out having fun like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no, you, you you did too. No, I'm I'm being serious. We'll, we'll same. leave it at that. Yeah, no. I, know. I, know, I know. Andrew has a weird thing with talking about the past. You get uncomfortable. Which I had to learn because I had never ready for this one, guys. Dropping a bomb, I had never been in a relationship before Andrew, ever. Mm. So I had a, a small stint um, in dating, and I started probably about, oh gosh, well, the first time I ever really fell for someone, or at least I thought I fell some, for someone. I was seventeen years old. And he was in a band. Mm. And that was an adventure because that mm-hmm. was really just lust and silliness and being young and basically living in a movie. Mm-hmm. And then dated um, for a little while at around like 20, I'd say. I was about 20 to 21. And then I met you when I was 22. Yeah. And it was game over. I guess so. Because here we are. Yeah. I'm but li- you were more of the the seasoned vet in the relationship department. I had a lot to learn. Well, you just had a different upbringing. Like, you just – different childhood, different teenage years. Yeah. I'd say it's pretty normal for most people to be in the situation I was where, you know, by 23 or whatever, you dated a bunch. had multiple girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever. You went to school dances. You graduated. This girl thinks that everything is like <laughs> straight out of a movie. A movie. <laughs> I was like, you were a football player. Jeez. I want to go to a football game. Let me in wear high your school. jacket. I literally, I do, and I wear your yeah. jacket. Yeah. I Nuts. took little pregnancy pictures in your jacket. You thought it was so lame. <laughs> yeah. No, they were cute, but lame. Oh my gosh! No, you have to just let me like live out my own fantasies because I didn't get to go through all of that. Yeah. So it's cool to me. Like I think it's so cool that you I like. Get it. You, like, did it all. This kid's, like, so smart. He got, like, 4.0 pluses and and was what's a quarterback a, what, and, and, like, I don't know. And what's you, a, what's and a 4.0 you maintain, plus? Whatever. You, didn't you get over a 4.0 once? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. I would, I just, like, at a yeah, solid what? three something. I just came from, like, a structured childhood. Yeah. Where I was rewarded, like, at a young age for getting good grades, and then that stuck with me, and, you know, my dad was on me all the time about like getting my schoolwork done and everything else mm-hmm. um so i wouldn't say like i was that much smarter than anyone else but i was just um structured and i applied myself and for whatever reason it was important it was more so like i was afraid of getting in trouble so i just did what i had to do wow you know what i mean it worked so wow. so yeah okay so going back to us so we meet that night was amazing you talked like 90 
four percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think I think I made this comment last time. It was it's a small place. It was super loud, and I just can't talk in that environment. It's like I feel like I have to work too hard to get any volume. You have a very even, deep register. Yeah, I guess so. So even you, I mean, you were sitting like literally two feet across from me, mm-hmm. and I just felt like I'm not even going to try. I'll just let her mm-hmm. talk. And I thought that meant that you were disinterested because I nah. left and I was like, oh, damn, I think I like this guy. And yeah. he didn't have much to say. <laughs> I feel like I just rattled off the whole time. But mm. it was only about a week after that we met again, half off sushi night. Kabuki. I think that was the night you realized I was vegan. Probably. Cheap date. (laughs) Avocado rolls all night. Keep them coming. (laughs) And then um, still nothing happened. We just hung out, got to know each other, went back to what I thought was your place, realized you were living on your friend's couch, watched HGTV. I knew it was the one. (laughs) I knew you were the one then. (laughs) And then um, from that point on, we were like inseparable. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So the the whole like so when I moved to LA, I was I, one of my buddies was gracious enough to let me sleep on his couch for two months because didn't have much money left after the trip, and just was trying to figure it out. Yeah. It didn't turn you off when you came back, and like you had to have figured out like that was basically my bedroom. Right? Well, I didn't initially, but <laughs> I didn't initially, and once I did find out that that was like what your situation was, I had so much respect for you. I thought mm. like this is a kid who, you know, was living his best life, traveling, you know, spending his money, figuring it out, and like I just was so fascinated. I don't mm. know what it was. You may not not have thought that like you had this like interesting upbringing, but it was so interesting to me, like the small town boy. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Like, I just loved it. You could have, and you, I was going to say, you could have had $5 to your name, and you did. I did. (laughs) Or less than. And I just thought that you were just, I don't know. I'd never felt this way about anyone. And that's why I think it was so cool that I had the dating experience I did, just to know that, like, no one was ever the right fit. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, having met you. It's interesting that I was because. I met a lot of the people that you grew up around or whatever, and, you you, you know, you had pretty close relationships with. And I guess maybe it's not that interesting. I just feel like I'm not not like any of them. That's why it's interesting. I guess, yeah. Yeah, you're different. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was just different. Something about it, and maybe it was just a chemistry thing. Like, maybe it's true that there's, like, a person for you out there. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it just clicked, and it was enough for me to, like, be invested right off the bat. And then I became the most codependent person in the universe. Yeah. Quote, unquote. We got a little burper here, guys. I was on... um, Anna's like Anna the producer is okay? in the back going what is going on yeah. in there producer's Anna, producer Anna's like eh, he's not coming back <laughs> I said he could come but actually what I meant was I'm, he could sleep mm-hmm. if, if he came wait no I just do want to talk about the fact that I became so incredibly codependent because I had no experience in a relationship yeah I had never really fallen hard. for anyone yeah and then fell so hard, was so occupied on Victorious at the time, and then all their whatever yeah. endeavors I was working on. We have a I would say that I fell just as hard. It just I think the difference was that I had experience in relationships before. So yeah. you just learn a little bit along the way. And you yeah. learn to sort of reserve some of those feelings until you know it's like really real. Yeah, you played your cards right, for sure. Like, I didn't feel like I... I saw like this like super vulnerable side of you for a while Mm -hmm. and we just went through some like ups and downs in that beginning like first year or two 
Yeah. Just with me traveling and like being just super busy with work and like feeling like I didn't want to do life outside of you. Yeah. Then feeling like I couldn't, I couldn't, I was so terrified to do anything wrong because I didn't want you to leave. <laughs> I didn't yeah, want to well, lose you. Uh, but you weren't ever. I didn't know though. Like I had never been in that situation. I had yeah. never been in a relationship. And then the, the, so the, the biggest challenge for me was there was so much good, right? Mm-hmm. But the one negative that, like, I, I noticed right off the bat was the we just communicated so differently. And at that point, I, I think I had just matured enough to, to, to know that, like, when I get into a relationship, the communication piece is going to be super important to me. Yeah. And, again, you know, with without you having had that experience, and that wasn't really, I would say, your strong suit, Mm-mm. we, like— you know, we, we had a hard time with that piece. We sure did. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be like, quote unquote, perfect. I wanted you to think that I was like, you know, everything. And I wanted to say everything right and do everything right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I should have been doing was just being like 100% myself instead of just trying to like yeah. be what I thought you wanted me to be. Yeah. Which is so crazy because I feel like we've come so far. Oh, it's totally different now. So far. Like, we couldn't be more raw and real. No. But it's beautiful that way. Yeah. I mean, eight years in, and we have a kid together now. Mm -hmm. I mean. We're nearly married. Yeah, basically. (laughs) If and when that day comes, um, it'll it'll be a really magical one because we've been so mindful about every decision we've made. And we've Mm kind of just kind of done our own thing and every decision we've made i feel like has not been a from a place of like influence it's been purely based off of like what we're feeling and i I yeah and i think that's like so special we've kind of like blocked out everyone else's opinions like if there was any family pressure or and there has and there has been but like i feel like it in a weird way and maybe our listeners can relate to this like it brought us closer like right now for instance you know our family really wants us to move closer to everyone with us having geo and being in this new phase of life and there's like this secret spot in us that like likes that we're just that 20 minute drive you know Mm -hmm. that likes that we're like in our own little orbit and that when we visit with family it feels like more quality rather than quantity yeah and look as amazing as our families are and they are yeah they are 100 percent. we are really lucky but since we've been together and before that for me and before that for you we've kind of just been doing our own thing like i feel like we stepped out of the box to go and like just go after this life that we wanted and and by doing that, I think sometimes you just take on a lot by yourself, mm-hmm. and we've done that for a while. I mean, look at us right now. We've got Geo here. <laughs> yeah. We're, like, having therapy in, with microphones and yeah. producer Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope Anna, you make a, a handle soon. Uh, producer Anna, thank you very much. Here Could I you am. please? Yeah. Tag, please tag producer Anna. <laughs> let's, t- let's get video over. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, yes, we've come a long <laughs> way, and we've created all of this with, you know, ourselves and, and yeah. like you said not a ton of of financial help or you know mm-hmm. it's been it's been special and for for the family listening because some of them will listen yeah and we, we love you guys are. and we, we we know that you've helped us along the way and we're so appreciative of that There's and just- i think they're proud of us they're equally as proud like listen for instance when geo's older and he's like living his independent life and he's able to like stand on his own two feet and support himself like you're gonna be proud and we're gonna have to just know that like just because he doesn't need us doesn't mean he doesn't love us but that's isn't that isn't that the success of a parent 
Yes. It's I like when so. your your little birdie flees the nest. My mom says that stuff to me sometimes where, you know, obviously she would love to be closer and hang more or whatever, but she's just so proud that I'm off doing my thing and always like, you know, pressing for more and, mm-hmm. and just trying to create this life and trying to bring in happiness around and, and love and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. that's exactly what I want for this guy. I know. And I think we're, we're setting ourselves up to be those kind of role models, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. So it's been an interesting eight years. Yeah, it has been. Anybody can relate to this, especially when you've been in a relationship for, you know, any really any period of time. But we've experienced a lot of highs, Mm -hmm. a lot of lows. Yeah. We've had moments where, you know, they could have been breaking moments. We've had several of those where we've, Mm -hmm. you know, we discussed like maybe it's not going to work, whatever. Mm -hmm. But ultimately to get here and, and to stay here and to keep going forward like this, I think... Whether we said it the same way or not, because our communication is different, we've just chosen that this is what we want. So you just keep working at it. Yep. And I think that's like the biggest um, thing that we've always leaned into is like we want to choose each other. Yeah. We don't want really anything else to be the factor for why we're still in this. We want to just make that choice to mm-hmm. make it work and mm-hmm. want to make it work, not because we feel forced to or, you know, like, Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I want to start doing, and we can start actually today because um, we jumped on our story, and I was asking people if they had any, like, adulting relationship challenges. So um, I think it'd be really cool because we have come a long way, and, I mean, if you guys would have seen us eight years ago, you would have been like, wow, that girl has lost her mind over this guy, can't even form, like, a sentence. He's too cool for school. No. <laughs> from the outside, maybe they would think that. Maybe you were, I think you I were f- just I- playing it cool, but I thought, oh, my God, this guy has it all figured out, and I am not adequate. Mm. I'm sure it was a lot of that. I mean, I was younger. Right? I've matured since then. Mm-hmm. At least hopefully. And I then have. regressed? No. Yeah. Actually, no. We, have, we both. I'm sure regressed. I felt like I needed to be something that maybe I wasn't. Yeah. Or at least put on my best self at all times to impress you. I mean, I put you on a pedestal at that time. It's crazy. I had no idea. And I remember after the fact, you did say something like, as soon as I saw your picture, <laughs> which sounds pretty vain, but I think there was more depth to it. You just said, like, you felt like that was, you were, I was the one. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. you were beautiful. That's so nice. Weird. Aw. Feelings. So many feelings. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more Adulting Like a Mother Father. We begin tonight with breaking news, and it is dire. A lot is happening in the world. A lot happened today. And it's, well, a lot to take in. Meet Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Because in today's world, with so much changing, context is clarity. Skim This is here to clear things up every Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Subscribe and listen wherever you get your podcasts. So I got some good feedback and um, we have a lot of questions. So maybe we can try and do this more often where people, yeah. if you guys are listening and you want to like submit anything that really has to do with being an adult and any challenges you're facing, like we would love to chat about them because it's such a good opportunity to, you know, bring in other perspectives. So 
Okay, one that stood out that's really relevant to our life right now. Let's get it. Um, Sam N. Masters, thank you, Sam, said, um, how can you be a supportive partner doing during a risky career change? Ooh. Yeah. So I thought that's totally really relevant. relevant. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Obviously, that's you. So. Um, so I actually talked about this yesterday with a friend who's going through something similar, and I said, the one thing that I kept like thinking about with you making this career change was if, God forbid, it meant that we had to completely change our lifestyle and, like, downsize or, you know, sell a car or whatever it meant. Like, to me, your happiness and, like, our wow. our lifestyle could have been – it didn't matter to me. Like, I would have been happy to, like, make whatever change we had to make to support it. That's incredible. Really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. That yeah. means a lot for you to say that because that's – I mean – I think that takes a very mature person to be at that spot, to be willing to give up something just so that their person can be happy. Yeah. So I think that that's great advice. So uh, if, if you're at that point where, you know, your partner's happiness is more important than anything else, because ultimately uh, you guys are going to mm-hmm. be better that, that way, then um, you got to be willing to know that, like, financially, there's always things that you can do mm-hmm. to make it work. And, like... Even if you struggle for a bit of time, it's just temporary. Sure. Right? And I think the happiness is what leads to a more comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, the, the, the version of you I saw prior to you making the decision to leave your career wasn't one that I felt was long term, wasn't a sustainable, no. you know, it wasn't sustainable. You would come home late at night. You felt like you were pressured to spend time with me, the dogs. Like we didn't even have Geo at the time. Like we had no idea what we were in for. And it didn't seem like it was, you know, enjoyable. And I knew that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the advice I would give is really like if you can make changes in your life or downsize or budget differently so that you could support your partner while they're making some sort of risky career change. Mm-hmm. Um, then do it because ultimately you're both going to be better yeah. for it. And if it's just about the money, I'm a numbers guy. So if you want to send me like your credit card expense activity, I'll tell you what you can cut out immediately. I love that, Sam, if you're listening. <laughs> Andrew's handles at Gafton Guy. <laughs> okay, do we have time for one more? Okay, cool. Anna says we do. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of them, actually. Um, oh, this is an interesting one. So um, I'm going to say her handle i think it's evie motto evie motto she said when um when do we want to have kids my husband and i don't really know when the right time is Mm, that's a good question and i hate giving this answer but i think you're going to give the same one yeah it's just perspective what what are you going to say when's the right time i don't think there's ever a right time that's whatever i don't think you'll ever feel completely ready that's what everyone told us and i thought I really thought at 30 years old, with all the experience that I had with kids, not only working as like a role model for kids, but working in a daycare, being the oldest of my cousins, that like I had it figured out. You really don't until you're in that situation. So just know that my piece of advice would be that if you guys both feel ready and you feel like you have a solid foundation between the two of you because you're going to need it, then that is probably the right time. And and be sure that you enjoy so much prior to making that decision. You know, if you have the means to travel or if you have the means to go on dates and things like that, like really take advantage. But also of it. know that that's that that shouldn't end. Like those are choices yeah. that people make to just end all the fun in their life because they have a kid. That's true. And I know your kid becomes your life, but 
don't forget to take care of like you personally first or you and your partner first. And that stuff can still continue after you have a kid. Like, you know, temporarily you might be sort of locked down. Sure. But we'll get back to that for yeah. sure. Yeah. And we'll get him we out are. and we'll travel and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Is there time for one more? I think so. I'm just so Oh, this ca- is a good one. Someone said um, um, her the handle is... Who is J3NN? Oh, that was a fart from Gio. If anyone heard that, that's excellent. That's the other good part of having a kid now because I can do it and just blame him. <laughs> you can blame all because they're literally human grade. Not only smell, well, he's human. but and, like the, the power behind his yeah. farts. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he's human. Full size <laughs> human grade. Okay, wait. So um, this, this question is, um, my fiance will never forever. Well, sorry, I just butchered that. My fiance will take forever to apologize even when he knows he's wrong. I want you to give advice on that because I feel like, and don't take this the wrong way, but you, my friend, are one of the most righteous humans to ever exist. I will argue a point. I swear you should have been a lawyer. Yeah, but I see I have some friends that are lawyers now, and I'm glad I I didn't do that. (laughs) It's Um, good for some personalities. Yeah, for for sure. sure, for sure. Okay, so what's your advice for that person? It's hard to be on the other side of that. Okay, so... If somebody's just not willing to say sorry, right? Uh, or say for, I'm wrong. For, like, okay, for me, that's a real thing. I, I literally just think it comes down to maturity, and everyone's on a different scale. Like some people can can be willing to do that at say 20. Some people can't even do it when they're 50 years old. Some people never get to the point where, you know, they're they're cool enough with saying, "Look, I I understand I did this. I acknowledge that." Uh, it could have been wrong or it was wrong. My bad. Mm-hmm. If someone's never going to say sorry, I mean, that's tough. So, Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> it, what's, what happened was, you guys, here it is. What happened was I brought a bottle so that I could keep him soothed while we recorded. And now my friends were at the point where he's digesting mm-hmm. that bottle. <laughs> and that means we're going to have a nice little soundtrack of cute little seven-week-old farts. Nice. Okay. That's that. That's so, good advice. <laughs> so, Okay. So what's your take on that, though? Oh, I think it's a good it's question. It's rough being on the other side of it, I'll tell you that much, because I've struggled, you know, and I'm also much more of a passive person where I could be okay with someone else being right and not take offense to it. So our personalities kind of do match in that way. But as I've gotten older and as an adult, I've been able to recognize when someone is wrong, they need to just get to the point and realize, like, it's okay to be wrong. And yeah. I think it's all about framing it in a way that doesn't bring the other person's guard up. And I think I've learned that with you. Yeah. If, if I want you to admit to that you might not be right, then maybe I won't use the word wrong. Maybe I'll say, listen, let's look at it from a different angle. Oh, man. Let's look at it from a different angle. Like, put yourself you in my that? shoes. No, I'm just saying oh. this is an example, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe you're not wrong and maybe I don't quite understand. But – Perhaps there there is something that we can do differently, and perhaps like you slipped up, and maybe it wasn't your fault, but maybe mm-hmm. you just thought differently. Yeah, you just sort of frame it in a way that yeah. doesn't bring that person's guard up. Yeah, I agree. Because once you get someone to like be defensive, you're, they're not hearing anything anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So instead of saying, "Listen, you're wrong. Why didn't you? Why can't you just admit that you're wrong?" You know that doesn't work. The person's just going. La, 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 la. I think. I, look. Some people are people that are never going to, in that moment, say, look, yeah, I acknowledge that. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I think it's more important in the relationship to just 
both of you be willing to hear each other out. You may not agree, but say, look, I hear you. I understand. Let me think about it. Mm-hmm. We're just now getting to that point, yeah. though. <laughs> to be fair for anyone out there, it might take work, and it does take work, but it might take a little time and and willingness to hear each other out. And, and long term, you just want to have that. It's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One more, and then and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Oh, man, I just slid right into this one. Such a good one. Um, okay, so matiana.a, she said, I'm vegan, but my partner isn't. How do you guys make it work? Ooh, you're going to have to stay tuned for another episode. Yeah, we do have we have a segment that we just sort of touched on because that was a huge piece of our relationship. But um, just lightly, it was difficult. It's been really challenging. Mm-hmm. Really challenging. And I'm sure it was just as challenging for you as it was for me. (laughs) Challenging on both sides, you know? I wanted to be able to have a partner who understood where I was coming from um, and and how strong my ethics were. But would you say that I tried? You did, but it didn't matter because your actions didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. show that you understood completely. And it came... It took, took took a while for me to really get that, like, it wasn't going to happen overnight and that I couldn't really affect your decision. And for me, being, you know, in this place of being able to influence people and people looking up to me as, the, as a vegan or whatever, it was hard for me to live with someone under the same roof that, like, I wasn't able to reach and I felt yeah. like I was failing. Yeah. Yeah. On the other side, I mean, I talked about this a lot in the other episode, but when you've been doing something a certain way, something like eating, right? It's such a simple thing, but eating is something you do multiple times a day, every day of your life, right? When you, and it's when very you, enjoyable. When you've done it, yeah. And, and if you've enjoyed the way that you've done it, right, and you've done that for your whole lifetime, that's a, that's a hard habit to recondition. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it took me a long time to get to the point that I was willing to give something else a try, 100%, mm-hmm. you know? So long story short. Um, Be patient. And just know, yeah. sorry, I'm cutting you off, but I'm hearing where you're going with that. And I really feel like the key to it all, for me at least, because I know she's the one that's struggling with it, was just trying to be patient and see the upside. Like, you're in love with the person. You're not in love with, like, all of their choices. You're going to have different perspectives. You're going to have different lifestyles. Yeah. Um, and just and just finding that balance. Like, if he's understanding you or she's understanding you, whatever it may be, um, but not necessarily living exactly like like you, that's okay. Just know that like you need the support and you need to support each other and eventually maybe things will change. Yep, because they have for us. So check out the other There's episode. a bright side. <laughs> All right, guys. Gosh, that was really good. It was. I liked it. Yeah. It's a little like therapy session once a week, which is kind of nice because we're so wrapped up in G. It's nice. I literally get to sit across from Andrew's face and chat and I really enjoyed it. So anyways, thank you everyone for listening. And I really appreciate everyone's um, input. I want to do more of that. Yep. Same here. Yeah. So if you guys like the episode, please tell your friends, your family, your friends of your family about it. Um, We love seeing your mentions, by the way, on on, on stories or your feed or whatever. It means a lot to us, really. So if you like it, go on, leave a review, share it with people. and, and reach out to us. Let us know what topics you guys want to hear about and any adulting triumphs or, or challenges that you guys are facing, and then we can do our best to address them. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Love you, babe. Love you. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, as they are bringing the Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Visit the website or use the mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Bet Online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. Visit betonline.ag and don't forget that promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert.